Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. I'm Patricia Raskin. You know, so many of us think about aging, and we wonder, you know, are we going to age in a positive way, which is one of my favorite topics. Well, we often think that aging means that we're going to decline in health or that it's normal to be on prescription drugs and undergo invasive surgeries and suffer from a degenerative disease. So we may be living longer, but we're not always living better. And that's the paradox of aging. Now from the author of the mega New York Times bestseller, The Plant Paradox, comes a groundbreaking plan for living a long, healthy, and happy life. We are here with Dr. Stephen Gundry. He's the author of The Longevity Paradox, How to Die Young at a Ripe Old Age. And Dr. Gundry is an MD, director of the International Heart and Lung Institute in Palm Springs, California. And he's the founder and director of the Center for Restorative Medicine in Palm Springs and Santa Barbara. Welcome, Dr. Gundry. Welcome, Steve. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's great. So you have this paradox, how to die young at a ripe old age. So, you know, a lot of us think that one of the major things is our DNA. You know, well, you know, it's been in my, in my family you know, my uncle had it, my grandparent, my mother had it, so I'm going to get it. How true is that? How, how, how much do we need to rely on DNA? Well, it turns out that we actually, compared to other species and even other plants, have far less genes uh, that you might imagine. In fact, we're way down the totem pole on the number of genes. What's interesting is there was a very large study published in Nature late last year that showed that our genes only influence probably maximum of about 10% of what's going to happen to us. And the vast majority of influence our environment and the foods we eat. And believe it or not, the, the bugs that live within us, the microbiome. Mm-hmm. And the exciting thing about this paper and the is of our fate, far more than we ever thought possible. So let me give you an example. We know from identical twin studies who obviously carry the exact same genes, uh, many of these twins uh, were separated at birth uh, and were raised by adoptive families. When you fought a fate actually follows the family that they were raised with Mm -hmm. rather than their identical twin. And this was one of the first evidence that uh, it's the family that you learn to eat from and actually share the microbiome with that determines what's going to happen to you, not your genes. Interesting. Yeah. So... Interesting. So food is really, really important. And we hear a lot about inflammation, arthritis, and inflammatory diseases. And talk about that. It, it, can foods really help us uh, reduce inflammation in our body? Well, interestingly enough, um, inflammation uh, comes from 
leaky gut. And if you had asked me if I thought leaky gut existed 15 years ago, I would have laughed you out of the room. But now uh, my research and other people's research have suggested that Hippocrates was right when 2,500 years ago he said that all disease begins in the gut. And, I mean, how prescient can you be without knowing the you know, microbiome? He realized that all diseases come from the gut. And inflammation actually comes from the foods that we eat causing uh, the gut wall to actually break down. And it's the response of our body, of our white blood cells and our immune system to these proteins like lectins that put me on the map and other proteins coming through a leaky gut that's the cause convince people there are a lot of leaky gut protocols but the simple way to think about this is let's suppose you and I are out on a rowboat on a lake or the ocean and we develop a leak in the bottom of our boat now mm-hmm. there's two ways to deal with this one we get a bucket and we start bailing and if the leak gets bigger we're going to need a bigger bucket and that's actually what most anti-inflammatory programs are trying to do. But if inflammation is actually coming from that leaky gut, it's a lot easier to seal that hole in the boat by putting mm-hmm. your finger in it. Yeah. And so what, you know, so what I try to do is get out of people's diets the known causes of leaky gut. Which would and be what? Those, so those are, in general... Lectin-containing foods. Lectins are plant proteins that are designed to protect the plant and or its babies, its seeds, from being eaten. Because believe it or not, plants don't want to be eaten. They were here first. Mm -hmm. Uh, So lectins actually are a known cause of leaky gut. So those are the grains, beans, the nightshade family, like potatoes and eggplant and tomatoes and peppers and even goji berries. Mm. The other things that the other things that we so, try so, to get out. So wait a second, wait a second because everything you just said speaks to foods that a lot of us think are good for us. And that's why we have so much arthritis and degenerative diseases. In fact, I just got back from Boston last Thursday at the American Heart Association meeting where I had a paper that I think suggests pretty strongly that coronary artery disease is an autoimmune attack on the inside of our blood vessels and that if we lessen the lectins that people are eating, then this measurable autoimmune attack lessens, uh, which is actually proof of data that was first done in rhesus monkeys and other monkeys that, for instance, the lectin in peanuts, of all things, causes heart disease. Interesting. So would you say then that what, what would be good for us to eat would be more vegetables and maybe animal proteins, yes or no? 
lots of leaves. We're actually designed to eat lots of tubers like yams or sweet potatoes or jicama. Uh, Jerusalem artichokes is another great food. In my book, I talk about the huge benefit the amine-containing foods, like, for instance, nuts, like walnuts, like mushrooms. Let me give you an example. There's a beautiful new study out of Singapore showing that people who ate two cups of mushrooms per week, now that's not a lot of mushrooms, particularly if you cook them, Mm -hmm. they had a 90% reduction in the risk of developing Alzheimer's compared to people who didn't eat two cups of mushrooms a week. So I wonder uh, how they measure that. That's pretty amazing. It's a a diet questionnaire. And Mm. then they look at people who have Alzheimer's and who don't have Alzheimer's. It's the same way uh, a few years ago they looked at uh, Indians Uh, who have a very high rate of diabetes. But Indians who eat curry once or twice a week have a dramatic decrease risk in dementia compared to Indians who don't eat curry once or twice a week. And that's because there are two components in curry and black pepper. And a lot of people don't realize that to absorb turmeric, you have to have a component of black pepper to allow it to be absorbed. And it just so happens they're both in curry. So, so curry is, is, is powerful. And you hear so much about it. You hear a lot about also turmeric, turmeric and cucumin. Correct. The problem with turmeric is it's not absorbed without the presence of black pepper. So you could put huge amounts of turmeric root in your smoothie every day. Unless you sprinkle in some black pepper, it's not going to do you any good. Mm -hmm. Sorry about that. So when you... When you talk to people, because some of what you're saying, Dr. Gunray, seems uh, sort of counterintuitive. When I think about eating brown rice, for example, which has been a staple of many cultures, I think, well, that's really good for me. But you're saying that that can be problematic. Well, actually, it's not a staple of many cultures. In fact, white rice is eaten by 4 billion human beings on this planet. Mm. And they they take the trouble of taking the hull off of rice because they've learned over the last 8,000 years that brown rice, the hull, contains lectins. And so 4 billion people are pretty smart. In fact, the Okinawans, which is one of the blue zones, yes. uh, eat pri- primarily a purple or blue sweet potato. 85% of their diet is the purple sweet potato. But rice constitutes about 6% of their diet, and they eat white rice rather than brown Interesting. rice. Interesting. And it's, it's rather humorous because the researchers who wrote the book, The Okinawan Diet, actually said, imagine how much healthier these people would be if we could convince them to eat brown rice instead of white rice. And, you know, that's, uh, you're studying some of the oldest living people around, and you're going, gee, Maybe eating white rice is one of the reasons that they're so healthy instead of brown rice. Interesting. 
We've got a couple of minutes to break, so I want to ask you about this, and that's arthritic pain. I know you write in the book about how we can break the cycle of arthritis and arthritic pain. What would you say about that? Well, as I show in the book, the uh, arthritis is actually caused uh, either from an autoimmune attack like rheumatoid arthritis or lupus, or it's actually the presence of these plant proteins called lectins or the presence of the bacterial cell walls called LPSs, lipopolysaccharides. And there's a wear and tear that everybody has heard about, but we actually are constantly breaking down cartilage and constantly regrowing it. And what happens is that it doesn't regrow evenly, and it actually grows in almost a sawtooth fashion. And we have a number of people, one of whom I profile in the book, who was scheduled for a knee replacement, bone on bone. Mm. And after six months of following our program, uh, he canceled his knee operation, like so many wow. of my patients have, because he had actually re operation anymore. Say that again, because you're coming in and out. He regrew the tissue? Uh, he, he re I used to wear braces on my knees because of my bad arthritis, but I have no arthritis and normal knees now, and that's supposedly impossible. Mm-hmm. So the program I'm, that you had him on was a food program, and we've Correct. got a minute to break, but tell us some of the things that he ate on this program that went from bone-on-bone arthritis to him not having to have an operation. Well, as I say, my first rule is not to tell you what to eat. It's to tell you what not to eat. Okay. It's far more important to tell you what to take away than to tell you what to eat. Okay. And that's one of the big misnomers. It's not the foods I tell you to eat that are going to make any difference. It's the foods that I tell you not to eat that are going to not make a leaky gut, that it's not going to let lectins into your joints. And then your body has a perfectly beautiful system of repairing anything that's wrong. And again, Hippocrates was right about this. Hippocrates believed that a physician's job was to identify the external forces that were keeping a person from having perfect health and then remove those external forces and uh, it was, it's kind of hokey, he called it the green life force energy. It sounds like mm-hmm. a Californian. Uh, and the green life force energy, which was translated from Greek, would take care of everything. And he was absolutely right. All right, so what we're going to do is take a break, and when we come back, uh, Dr. Gundry is going to tell us what those foods are that you take away to help you if you have arthritis and other inflammatory diseases. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. My guest is Dr. Stephen Gundry, MD. It's a New York Times bestselling book of The Plant Paradox, and his book is The Longevity Paradox, How to Die Young at a Ripe Old Age. So stay tuned so you can hear about what foods you can stay away from that will help you to reduce inflammation in your body. Stay tuned, folks. I'm Patricia Raskin. We'll be right back.
stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Have you ever experienced the joy of living? Not just aspects of your life, but the true joy of life itself. Very sure has. You could call him an ambassador of joy. From a successful entrepreneur to becoming a quadriplegic due to a rare disease to his ongoing recovery through swimming and physical rehabilitation, Barry now presents his gifts to others as host of The Joy of Living. All you need to do is tune in. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Fullick. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back. Uh, you are listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. We're talking to Dr. Stephen Gundry, MD. His book is The Longevity Paradox, How to Die Young at a Ripe Old Age. Dr. Stephen Gundry is the director of the International Heart and Lung Institute in Palm Springs, California, and the founder and director of the Center for Restorative Medicine in Palm Springs in Santa Barbara. Welcome back, Dr. Gundry. Oh, All right. All right, so tell us, if we want to um, prevent arthritis or if we have arthritis or if, you know, we're about to have um, a surgery because we're bone on bone, what are some things that we can stay away from in our diet that will help us? So get breads and cereals out of your life. Get the nightshade families like tomatoes and potatoes and peppers out of your life. It will make an absolutely huge difference. All right, question. What about gluten-free? Gluten-free is full of lectins. And one of the things, my practice now is about 70% autoimmune diseases. And we have found that about 90% of people who react to gluten also react to the lectins in corn and in buckwheat and in brown rice. And so... Those are the major components of gluten-free foods. So just because it says gluten-free doesn't mean it's lectin-free. And what I've published on is if we get lectins away from people, 94% of people's autoimmune disease will go away. I'll give you an example. Kelly Clarkson, a famous singer, uh, she had Hashimoto's thyroiditis. She mm-hmm. no longer has Hashimoto's thyroiditis because she follows the Plant Paradox program. 
Which which would be then veg all vegetables, right? Mostly well, vegetables. Well, yeah. What? Well, remember, unfortunately, most of the vegetables that people think they're eating are actually fruits. So, squashes are a fruit. They're full of lectins. Cucumbers are full of lectins. Uh, tomatoes are a fruit, but they're full of lectins. So, what I like people to do is eat a lot of leaves. The purpose of food is to get olive oil into your mouth. Three of the blue zones use a liter of olive oil per week. Uh, that's a lot of olive oil. That's about 10 tablespoons a day. And one of my favorite sayings is the purpose of food is to get olive oil into your mouth. So I'm looking here and you're saying vegetables, but you're also saying no soy, no eggs, Correct. no sugar, no you, dairy. No, you can have eggs and dairy as long as they're omega-3 eggs, as long as they're pastured eggs. You can have dairy if they're from what are called casein A2 cows. So who's that? Any cow, any cheese from Italy, France, and Switzerland is A2. Any cheeses from goats or sheep or water buffalo, like buffalo mozzarella, is A2. Most of our cows in the United States, unfortunately, are what are called casein A1 cows. They're Holsteins. There is now available in a lot of stores A2 milk, uh, which is perfectly safe. So it's not dairy per se that's the mischief maker. It's actually a protein in milk called casein A1 that's the troublemaker. What about fish? So wild fish is great for you. Um, People have to realize that if it says organic salmon or organic fish, that means they were farm-raised and fed organic grains and soybeans. They didn't follow the fish around to see what it was eating. So how do you know if it's wild-caught? They will tell you that when Uh, you buy it. So Alaskan salmon, by law, has to be wild-caught. It's really pretty easy to find shellfish, uh, particularly shrimp, that are wild-caught. It'll be labeled that way. Uh, Mussels and clams are uh, always wild, even though people talk about farming mussels. That just means they planted the little baby mussels on a rock. Uh, They didn't feed them anything. So shellfish, except for shrimp, are always wild. Shrimp, you have to look for the word wild. What about sushi? Raw fish? So... Yeah, there's absolutely nothing wrong with sashimi. Sushi, of course, uh, has rice with it. But the vast majority of people that I see with high mercury levels are either sushi eaters and or dentists. And uh, those are the two main types of individuals that have high mercury levels. So I'm not a proponent of having sushi twice a week, for instance. Do you think people should be vegan? Well, one of the things that's interesting in all my books is there's a vegetarian and vegan option in every one of my recipes. Interestingly enough, I was a professor for most of my career at Loma Linda University, which is the only blue zone in the United yes. States. Yes, yes. And my, and my good colleague, Gary Murray. Uh, Gary Frazier, sorry, has has shown that the vegan Adventists, 
are the longest living of the very long living Adventist population. And he's recently had a paper that shows, sadly, that any amount of animal protein uh, increases your risk of heart, developing heart disease and early death compared to the vegan Adventist. Um, I'm not a vegan. I'm what, what I call a veg-aquarian. During the week, my wife and I uh, eat vegan, but then on the weekends, we have wild fish or wild shellfish. Mm-hmm. No chicken. Chicken, the problem with chicken, if, if you ask me what my last meal is going to be, it's going to be chicken because I think it will kill me. Uh, but I love chicken, but vast majority of chicken in the United States are fed corn and soybeans. Even organic free-range means that they were kept in a warehouse, never let outside, and fed organic corn and soybeans. And chickens are actually insectivores. They're supposed to eat bugs. There are some farmers who do not feed their chickens. Their chickens work for them. And if you can find them, uh, by all means, uh, that's how to have a chicken. Fabulous. Uh, Really, uh, quite an eye-opener. This is an eye-opener. And, you well, know, one of the things, uh, yeah, one of the things that's important to realize is we are what we eat, but equally as important, we are what the thing we're eating ate, and mm-hmm. we often don't think about that. For instance, a modern chicken is just an ear of corn with feathers. <laughs> How fascinating! What would you like to leave our listeners with? What's your message? message is, believe it or not, it is never too late to change your whole body and life around. We, we renew about 90% of our cells every three months. And mm. so if you rebuild those cells with you know, high-quality material, uh, I mean, I have a 97-year-old gentleman who still runs his company, his three daughters never want him to retire. He carries the Alzheimer's gene, but let me assure you, he certainly doesn't have it. So uh, we started working with him at age 90, and he is just the most robust individual you could possibly imagine. So it's never too late. Hmm. If people want to know more, uh, you work at your clinic. Do you work virtually at all, online, or is people would have to come see you? Well, I have offices both in Santa Barbara and Palm Springs, but they can go to drgundry.com or gundrymd.com. I have a YouTube channel. I have a podcast. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, and if, you know, every week I'm posting a new uh, YouTube video. So they can get a huge amount of information uh, from social media and online. Thank you so much for being on the program. It was really uh, enlightening. Thank you, Doctor. I want to tell people again, Dr. Stephen Gundry, The Longevity Paradox is the name of the book, How to Die Young at a Ripe Old Age. And again, your website. Tell us your website again, Dr. Gundry. Go to drgundry.com, D-R-G-U-N-D-R-Y, or gundrymd.com. 
All right. Thank you so much. Stay on the line for a second. That wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Uh, folks, you can find me on Facebook at Patricia Raskin Raskin Resources and like me, or you can uh, get a hold of my newsletter by writing to me, Patricia, at PatriciaRaskin.com, and I'll put you on the list, and you can find out about all the great guests we have on each week on the program. Until next time, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.